Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined today by our guest, Jeffrey N. Baker, the head creator of Happy Jack Games. Welcome. Hey, what's up? Oh, all, all kinds of wonderful things. We're, we're recording podcasts today. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, a daily 15 minute. That's amazing. I could do, that's that's some work, but I love it. It, it. it takes a little bit of time to make happen. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, but hey. I, I'm going to ask you about uh, the first thing I'd like to ask you about is the crypt has opened. And I, I yeah. really I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that the uh, the first thing that I noticed about this is the cover. I appreciate the illustration there on the cover. Thanks. Is that, is that you? Yeah, I made that. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What can you tell us about the crypt has opened? What I like to talk about is just the design process. And what it came out of it was the fact that to me, game design is about problem solving. Mm -hmm. And it's generally when you're looking at the landscape and you go, well, what's out there? that doesn't solve a problem that I have in a game. Yeah. And if you can't find a game that solves that problem, it's time to make your own. <laughs> <laughs> and for a long time, I loved the idea of wizard duels, you know, the, and, and I never felt like in most games, you really have that kind of like one wizard against another actively like dispelling things and, and trying to stop the other one while also casting their own spells. So there's this back and forth. <laughs> so I set about to, to, create a system that does that however this system does not solve problem. oh no it it <clears throat> took on a life of its own but created something different but very exciting so it was it's it's just one of those things of design i think that you have to be fine with which is just letting it take over and do its thing and so basically the idea is though it is a uh system that is called the imposition die system where there's always a die that's these called the imposition die that will uh, eat one of the other two dice that you have. I'm not going to go into the full thing, but <laughs> what that then led into was the crypt has opened, which is essentially sometime in the early 1990s, the crypt door opened up and ushered in this kind of apocalyptic event of cryptids and spirits and the mist uh, just almost wiping everything out. But what it also did was brought magic in full into the world and practitioners realized, oh, wait, we can fight back. And now everybody's using their magic to fight back against the cryptids. But it's kind of now this combination. If you like Stephen King's The Stand and if you like Tales from the Crypt, <laughs> this is going to be your jam because it's that kind of most of civilization is almost collapsed. You're trying to rebuild. Uh, kind of most of the mid Midwest flyover states are uh, it's called the dead spaces that you're trying to reclaim. So you and a group of people go out. There's uh, in the book, we have uh, town building rules. So you build a town together. Uh, oh, nice. We did a plate. We did a play test and they decided that uh, they have the only working ice cream machine of a McDonald's in their town. That's, oh. that's their claim to fame. Now you're going to have to tell me where that is in reality because I can't right? I found that. <laughs> it's, probably, it's, it's probably in their town still. Uh, but that's what was great about it is that collaborative building and it gets everybody centered around something very quickly. Um, very much stolen from the kids on series, which, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm happy to say where I where I picked up ideas from and integrated it. Uh, into my game but i just loved that idea it's like let's start the game off with everybody having 
a connection to something, which then we all get to, you know, poke at and and threaten no, <laughs> and, and, I- and raise the stakes on very quickly right off the bat. What is that? And looking through, I'm curious, like you have mm-hmm. these the traditions. Yeah. Um, is this is this like uh, am I misunderstanding? Is this kind of sort of like a class or how, how would you explain this? So it's kind of that playbooky idea, but not as much. Uh, it's going through a little shifting right now through playtest. But traditions is I didn't want to do, you know, here is uh, this kind of magic user, like a very concrete this kind of thing, because I did want to be respectful of the fact that there are people in the real world that have traditions, real world traditions. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to step on toes and I didn't want to put in my interpretation of what their traditions are. And especially because there's a lot of open and closed practices amongst various traditions. And in in the intro, we talk about, we do not have closed practices in this book. We do not put those in there. So the traditions are very, as I say in the book, umbrella terms. So you have uh, the natural, uh, the nature tradition. Yes. And anything that can fall under uh, nature and, you know, kind of the ideas I think about is a very uh, Native American, Mm -hmm. you know, First Nations kind of uh, nature. But you also have the Celts also very, you know, animism and that kind of thing, which kind of falls under that nature. So you have two very different cultures that approach nature in different ways. So I wanted those traditions to be open and flexible enough so that the player can find one that kind of fits their idea and their concept. And then they write the, the culture, they write the practices into that. And they get to infuse that, that tradition with their personality and their quirks. Um, and I just felt that that handled things a lot cleaner, a lot nicer, but still gave everybody kind of a, a clear direction <laughs> in what to go. And where to go, that kind of thing. Excellent, excellent. Now and now, like when I first looked at the crypt, the the crypt has opened. There were a few things that stood out to me as I, as I look at games. Often, there's a few things mm-hmm. that stand out to me. Like, oh yeah, this is the person I want on here. But a few <laughs> of the things that, that I noticed is that it does directly establish like uh, lines and veil type things mm-hmm. and safety tools. And you do mm-hmm. have a, a you did get some sensitivity readers in there. I'm kind of curious on how you approached getting sensitivity readers. To look at your book and what was sure. that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to plug a good buddy of mine. They're a nonprofit. They're called um, LARPing in Color, mm-hmm. Link, L-I-N-C. So they primarily are in the LARPing space. Um, it's a full POC uh, nonprofit group trying to get um, more people of color into LARPing and help them find safe LARP groups to join. A part of their uh, mission is to offer sensitivity readers and 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 uh, into the LARP space. So if you're a LARPer, LARP organization writing a new book, you can hire these sensitivity readers through Link to look up your stuff. Well, I was like, Lawrence, the TTRPG space needs this as much <laughs> as <laughs> the LARPing yes. space. So if you look up LARPing in color, they have a list of sensitivity readers. And I hired them through that website. So it's it's very curated. And you can also just message them and say, here, here's specifically, you know, what I'm looking for. Yes. Um, and the crypt is open. We're kind of going from North America into Central America. Like we're doing that whole space. So I'm also making sure I get a lot of people from 
the Central Americas to look at this to make sure, hey, everything works out really well. Because the map, I, I haven't included this, this will be in the next release of the book, but there's a whole new map of the world and how the nations have, have kind of shook, shook out. I forget the name of the, of the Central American uh, uh, nation, but what I originally wrote, um, I gave it to a friend of mine. She's, you know, uh, Latin A uh, heritage. And she was like, no, this is not what they would call themselves. It was a very academic kind of uh, name and she came up with a with a much more uh, culturally appropriate what these people would call themselves and call their new nation Excellent. and so i was like i think that's yeah that's super important that's exa- you want people to read it and go <laughs> i yeah i that's right that's you know i can tell some middle-aged white dude didn't write this yeah <laughs> and come up with this so uh, i'm curious about another game that you had we had brought up which is so kind of one of the things you have out there you were telling me about before mm-hmm. we started recording it was the color of everything yeah uh color of everything was part of a game jam from disaster tourism shout out uh to kirby and the whole idea was you know we did it on itch it has to be four pages long max and it has to use one die. So we, I chose a D6. And it was just like, how do I fit all this <laughs> into four pages? <laughs> but I wanted to draw on my background as an animator and illustrator. And so the whole idea is you take on, uh, your character takes on a medium. So sculpting, singing, um, illustration, that kind of thing. And you're fighting against the DSATs, which is short for desaturation. Uh, and they're led by Discordant, <clears throat> who's trying to remove the color of everything. They're trying to, you know, desaturate the world. <laughs> and, you know, one of the monsters that I really love was the Smasher, who basically tries to smash anything that is man-made, sculpted or, or buildings, that kind of thing. And as they break things with their fists and they slam their head again, it, it begins to, like, coalesce around their head. So they have basically giant concrete heads with rebar <laughs> sticking up out of them. Big, you know, crazy fists with pottery or, you know, stuck to oh, it. No. And that's all they're their drive is so it's a, it's a four page game mm-hmm. it's really super simple um but it's up on up on the itch if people want to check it out it's a it was a lot of fun to try to create a game in four pages that's excellent that's, that's excellent now mm-hmm. uh, how like what got you into creating games i understand mm-hmm. that you're a are you a designer or an illustrator and how does that play in yeah i mean i've been playing for 30 years since I was 10 years old is when my brothers finally said, you're old enough to play with us. (laughs) Um, You know, so I've been playing these games for a very long time and I can think back to middle school. It was seventh grade and we couldn't have our books and our dice with us. Right. But we wanted to keep playing throughout school. So we just created our own system. Odds are evens one through 10 is what we called it. (laughs) And it was just, you attack the guy. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking odd or even now you choose and they would choose. He had a 50, 50 shot of hitting the person. Okay. You, you chose even, I was thinking even you hit. All right. Now choose a number one through 10 to see how much, how much damage you did. And now thinking about it, it was a great, uh, uh, what do you call it? Gradation of success or how much damage? Because if I was thinking five and you chose nine, uh, you didn't do quite as much damage. Yeah, right. It was too many points off. You weren't that close. But if you got what I was thinking, boom, <laughs> critical hit. You got yeah. Whoa, you did the big thing. So like now, you just made me realize like that's where <laughs> maybe started. Um, <laughs> then I went to school, college, and all these kinds of things. And coming back around, joining on TikTok, the beggar talk community. Oh yes, yeah, joining the beggars. 
in the discord and there's a bunch of people making games and it was just like wow i i think i can i want to do this i think i can do this too <laughs> and it's just now taken off i mean it's been over a year now of just me hammering away at uh the crypt is open and i've got the color of everything and we're actually about to release another disaster tourism kind of he released uh the weird framework mm -hmm. and so we're i'm now writing um the weird dungeon which is a procedurally generated uh dungeon so far it's about 16 pages and it's just a bunch of d66 lists and you as a group you can play with or without a gm and you basically just go okay this is the first level of the dungeon roll on the d66 table what's the name of the dungeon and you just get a name and then you as the group will talk about what does that dungeon look like what's this room look like based on just the name that we have so one of them is called the the abhorrent chop shop oh my. like what is that <laughs> so what's the first room of the abhorrent chop shop look like and then why is it above uh the ghostly gala you know ballroom yeah. <laughs> the next level like what what kind of dungeon so it's really meant to just be very creative build weird out dungeons and just go from there so i'm currently in layout we're about to do illustrations for that then hopefully release that in the next somewhere in q1 of next year now are you doing the illustrations for that or you have other folks working on that or how's uh, yeah, I'll do the illustrations for that. All my budget right now is going to hiring writers for The Crypt is Opened. I've mm -hmm. got a, a, about four or five writers for that. And that's where all my money is <laughs> <it's> going there. <laughs> it's one of those things where I can draw. I'll handle that. Yeah, it'll take me a bit <laughs> longer, but at least I can save some money there. Uh, I can do the layout myself. I've got enough art background to handle that. I'm an okay writer. So, so let's get some people in there. And there's a lot more writing that needs to be done than um illustration work so you know the crypt is opened i think there's something like 50 cryptids and about 40 something organizations oh to, to, to write out yeah, yeah. The, the next release for the crypt is open right now what's up uh i should say this if you want to go to happyjackgames.itch.io and that's jack with just a k you can get both the color of everything i think is like two bucks but the crypt has opened srd the system systems reference document is free you can get that right now for free on itch the only thing it doesn't come with is cryptids and organizations and kind of world uh, information yeah the information yeah. world book stuff that you're working on currently and exactly <laughs> this is like basically it's like here's the how to run the game you can run the game right now but you're just you're gonna have to come up with a lot of the, that work so the next big release will be probably the official book and that's gonna have you know all the all the setting information um that won't be free just because that's that's where again the bulk of that work is going to go into and hiring writers and a lot more illustrations so so what are you what are you picturing for the the, the final release here like what's your goal to, to sure how, and how to release it and where and whatnot what are you trying I, to do? yeah so i'm i'm talking with a lot of other creators who have done kickstarters and have done all this stuff and trying to figure out what's the best path for this book the only thing i know for certain is that it's going to be based off a wizard a 1990s wizard magazine so oh! if you are a, yeah if you're from that era it's we're gonna lay it out like a wizard magazine uh i have ideas for like breakout pages for in-world commercials you know like <laughs> like you know get to the new nintendo blah 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 whatever yeah but it'll probably be magic oriented like get the new the new whatever wand <laughs> <laughs> that's, fine. that's fine yeah and and so i just 
I want to kind of because it, it's very 90s focus, early 90s focus as far as theme and setting. Yes. Um, that I just want to kind of keep hammering that home and that look <laughs> and that feel. So that's what I'll keep I'll keep doing with it, and uh, it'll be so it'll be like a magazine more than a than a you know a, a, right. a soft cover magazine. Right yeah, that's cool. I, I like that idea. Now, could you tell the listeners because we're about on time? Could you tell the yeah. listeners where they can pick pick up or find yourself? I think you have Happy Jack. Yeah, tell them where they can find you online. Yeah, and um, uh, pick them up. <laughs> yeah, if basically if you go to at this point Twitter Mastodon Hive when it comes back. Um, Instagram, it's all Happy Jack Games. Uh, you know, all one word, Jack with just a K. That's I know this is very important because um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all want to spell it with a C, CK. But yeah, just go on there and then TikTok, happyjackgames.com and then happyjackgames.itch.io. And if you go to any of those, you're going to pick it up and start following along. Right now, we're posting a lot about uh, the weird dungeon. Excellent. Of that coming out. That's kind of the focus right now. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been great getting a chance hey, to talk. Thank you very much. This has been a lot of fun. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We could really support Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.